So shocking, so terrifying, so powerful. Night Warning has been named Best Horror Film of the Year by the Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror. Billy and Julie, young, innocent, in love. It was all a mistake. They didn't go looking for trouble. They were just too curious. Without knowing, they've uncovered a deadly secret. By accident, they've stumbled onto a grisly murder. Now, they know too much to live. Chilling tale of a young boy and girl, innocent victims, now targets of a frenzied obsession with murder. See the award-winning Night Warning. Society's 31 Days of Horror. Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? Nez here, E-Society Podcast. 31 Days of Horror begins, and... Oh, man, I've been waiting for this all year. If you guys all listened to the past few years, uh, you guys rule. Thank you so much. Ah, uh, but tonight... I am coming at you with one that I saw in the theater back in 1981. I had no idea what it was. It was just a horror movie playing at my local theater, so I went and didn't see it. And it, at this time, it was called Night Warning, horror thriller. But uh, recently, when I was looking for it one time, Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker kept popping up and i was like what what the hell is this i and then i uh watched the trailer and i went this is night warning i don't remember or when they changed the title but uh that's what it was when i saw it in the theater so um and i have not seen it since then i didn't i don't own this i didn't see it uh, I'm sure it came on like USA up all night or, or VHS. I remember seeing VHS and seeing Night Warning, but I never uh, watched it again. So I uh, think in the movies to 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 do this year, I was like, hey, what? Let me you that. I saw that it was on YouTube, so I watched it there. But the one on YouTube is kind of cut up. I mean, they show you some, but there's just some of the violence that um, it got shortened. And I was like, whoa, wait a minute. I mean, you still kind of get the gist of the story. But I didn't, I had no idea. Whoever uploaded it cut out some of the uh, the blood and, and murder stuff. But let me see if I can see when it actually changed its name or whatever. Because I have... 
No clue. All right, Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker. It says later released as Night Warning. Okay, see, now that's news to me. Um, it was a 1981 American exploitation horror film directed by William Asher, and it stars Susan Tyrell, Jimmy McNichol, McNichol uh, Julia Duffy, Bo Stevenson, and a very young Bill Paxton. Rest in peace. Um, let me see when I have no idea when it, uh, changed its name. Cause again, when it was in the theater, it was night warning. So I had no idea of why things got changed. Um, the film was first given a small regional release through Cornworld pictures under the title butcher Baker nightmare maker. In several cities in Oregon, including Salem and Corvallis, I think I say, on November 20th, 1981. A novel tie-in written by Joseph Burgo was issued by Pocket Books on December 1st, 1981. The film's theatrical release expanded in March 1982, screening in St. Louis, Missouri, as well as Vancouver, British Columbia. The film was re-released in January of 83 under the title Night Warning. Okay, then that's probably when I'd seen it. Because it says, uh, 1983 under the title Night Warning. First screening in California cities of San Francisco and Santa Cruz. As well as Indianapolis, Indiana. I saw it in Oakland. I didn't see it in San Francisco. Because it was playing right around the corner of my, at, at my local theater, the Parkway Theater. So, but, okay, not really sure when... Uh, 83, I assume, is when... Uh, they, I guess that's when I saw it. I thought I saw this film when it came out. So, um, alright. But um, this film, from what I remember, uh, watching it the very first time, I was like, oh, this is cool. Because um, I want to say I watched it twice. Because I know I saw... I saw it with... Oh, I don't even remember what I saw it with. It was a double double feature of a horror film. Um, because I remember watching it, and then there was another horror movie that came out, uh, probably later, and I don't even remember what that one was. I, I'm usually pretty good on remembering where I've seen, uh, films, but I, when it comes to double features, I, I can remember some, but not, not a lot of them, because I remember sitting, to, I remember seeing a newer movie, that came out at the time and night warning was the second movie. And I was like, ah, I'll sit through it again. So, okay. So I, I guess I saw it twice in the theater, but anyway, this one, um, during the rewatch, I, it was, it was all right. I mean, if you want to watch it, I mean, there's, I mean, don't get me wrong. People love this film. Um, but I, I don't know. It was more of just like a thriller than, than a horror film because on the poster it says a haunting uh rhyme for bedtime mm, no okay um this is what it says here on wikipedia high, high school senior billy lynch lives with his protective aunt cheryl who has raised him since infancy after his parents died in a car accident okay the very very beginning of the film we see uh, a very young Billy and his aunt Cheryl and his parents leaving. They're going on 
a trip somewhere. So they kind of just, all right, well, let's go. And then as they're driving down the highway, they're going down this windy road. And then the brakes go out. So they're, ah, he's trying to hang the turns uh, as fast as he can. And then next thing you know, he pulls up, uh, there's a truck carrying these long, um, I don't know if they were telephone poles or, or logs. Or, I think they were poles or something. But uh, it goes really fast. And doosh, crashes into the the pole. Goes through the windshield. Kills his dad. Basically decapitates him. See that that was the thing when they in, in this the version that's on YouTube. Uh, I remember seeing it hit that guy's head and killing him. It's like cut uh, on the YouTube one. I was like, man, who who put this movie up and, and cut it all up? I, I don't know who did, but so I was like, oh man, I remember being on Shutter or one of those streaming sites, but not, it's not there anymore. So that's how his parents died. Uh, flash forward later, let's say, okay, it says 17, 17 years. So he's probably like 16 in the beginning. Uh, a gifted basketball player, Billy, is offered a chance of scholarship to attend the University of Denver, but Cheryl dismisses the idea, assuming that Billy will stay with her to contribute at to contribute at school. Billy is bullied by one of the basketball um, basketball teammates, Eddie. I believe that was Bill Paxton who played Eddie in, in this one. Let me see if I can. Um, I don't remember his name. Um, yeah, he was Eddie. All right. Uh, who was jealous of Billy's close, uh, camaraderie with, with their coach, Tom Landers. Meanwhile, Julia, the school newspaper photographer begins to take a romantic interest in Billy. All right. That was Billy's girlfriend, but yeah, his coach, he, he seemed like a cool guy. He was just like really, um, nice to Billy. He wasn't like trying to get at him or anything. Um, but Eddie just, he's the bully and the asshole of the school. So he, he's just trying to just make up these rumors or uh, our coach is gay and, and he's trying to get you and this and that. So, but his aunt Cheryl, she's just like nuts. Um, awesome, awesome actor. She's been in a ton of things. Um, Susan Tyrell. I remember her in Crybaby. Um, damn, they're, they're, she's been in a, a ton of things. A lot of stuff I saw in the in the eighties. Um, okay, I remember her in Angel. Um, <laughs> what else? I remember she popped up in a lot of TV stuff as well. But anyway, you, you you guys you guys know who she is. I mean, she's she's popped up in a, a ton of films, and I believe she passed in 2012. But anyway, so she's just really protected of Billy. Doesn't really want him seeing uh, his girlfriend, but she's I don't know. She's just I, I get it. I don't know. There was some kind of weird. Um, bond that they had I don't know she was like kissing him on the mouth and stuff like that and I don't know it, it was weird but she's just really trying to keep him when he told her that yeah I got the scholarship she's like no 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 you need to stay here what am I going to do without you and all that so but he 
he's just trying to live his life. He's going to school, doing his thing. Um, Eddie's bullying him. The coach is trying to help him. Uh, but he's really, really kind of pushing. I, I want to go off to school. So uh, Cheryl, she's just ah, just being weird. Um, it says on, on Billy's 17th birthday, Cheryl changes her mind about the scholarship and asks Billy to stop by the television repair shop to have the to have the shop technician, Phil Brody, come by to look at their set. That night, after Phil works on the television, Cheryl makes aggressive sexual advances toward him. When he refuses, Cheryl stabs him to death in the kitchen with a knife, which Billy witnesses through a window. Cheryl hysterically claims Phil tried to rape her. Yeah, she... Uh, had, when when uh, Phil came over... He was doing what he was doing to the TV. And then she just really started to, why don't you stick around? And she was just trying to touch him and everything. And he was just like, get off of me. What, what are you doing? What are you doing? And then she just flips out and like, ah, and just so mad in a rage. She like just gets a knife and just stabs him in the chest. But right when she's stabbing him, Billy's come, he comes home and he looks, he's looking through the window. Like, I think it was a kitchen window. I can't remember. And she's, ah, then he comes running. What's going on? He he tried to rape me and this and that. And she's just going off. Billy's holding the knife and blood all over him. His fingerprints all over it. Uh, the police end up, the police, of course, they call the cops. And the police show up. And uh, this asshole detective is just, his name is Joe Carlson. is just like a typical asshole cop in the movies. He's listening to her story. He's listening to to Billy's, but he's not. He's not even like he ain't having it. Uh, says the bigoted police detective and former Marine Purple Heart recipient. I don't know why they added that. Joe Carlson is assigned to the case and is skeptical of Cheryl and and the alleged rape attempt. After discovering that Phil Brody was gay and that he was in a same sex relationship with with Billy's coach Tom, he assumes. The murder to be a result of a love triangle between Phil, Tom, and Billy. And Cher and that Cheryl is covering up for her nephew. Yeah, this this cop, he was just an asshole. Um, he was cause I mean the, the rumors going around that the the coach was trying to get on Billy. And it was just a lot of like just locker room talk and stuff like that. Um, but um the when the cop uh, was was fig figuring it all out, and he because he was like, well, he why why would he try to rape you? He's gay, and then that's when he started his bigoted mind started going around saying all kinds of things, saying that Billy, uh, just killed him, and Billy's like, no, I I don't I didn't do it, or I didn't do it. I walked in and, but he he's just not trying to have it. Uh, a lot of derogatory. Uh, words towards gay people was being said uh, in this which i won't say but he the the cop just like all right he's just really just kind of all right you guys i uh, heard your stories so let's uh i'll be watching you guys it says carlson begins uh questioning billy accusing of him being a gay person with derogatory term uh and uh harasses tom forcing him to resign from his job at the high school. Carlson also inquires from Julia and her and her that Billy's sexual relationship. Meanwhile, Cheryl feeds Billy drugged milk while he causes him 
to perform poorly for his scholarship try and cleans out the attic so he can have an apartment space in the house. All right. Yeah, well, so the cop is still trying to just uh, investigate the whole thing and and just is kind of just pushing uh, Billy towards uh, just come on, just just admit it. And he, he's not he's like, I, I didn't do it. But Cheryl, she's she's starting to really lose it after she killed that guy. She's just she's uh, when Billy was up, uh, he had a game and the 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 college scouts uh, were showing up. Uh, he was she started putting some kind of I don't know some kind of sleeping drug or whatever in his milk and she was constantly dumping it in there and then giving him milk so when he was trying to play he was like like getting all dizzy and didn't know what the hell was going on and then he just collapsed and then she just she goes running out there and Cheryl's there or um his girlfriend's there and she's trying to just like what are you what are you okay are you okay and he goes I guess I, I don't know and then you if if something like that happened you the school would call the, the ambulance and everything and you would go to the hospital but she was just like no 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 he's all right i'll just take him home maybe he's just he's just not feeling good in all this so but uh yeah um um sergeant cook who has been chasing cheryl's home casing Cheryl's home believes Billy uh, to be innocent and is suspicious of Cheryl. All right. This was a different cop that, that was uh, also on the case. He was like, he wasn't as bad as the other, the other guy, the Joe Carlson guy. He was just trying to get the facts and everything, but he was believing that um, Billy was innocent. After walking in on Billy and Jew, okay, wait. So Billy was at home, yeah, and he just kind of just slept it out. But then his girlfriend came over and uh, boyfriend and girlfriend stuff. And says, after walking in on Billy and Julia having sex, Cheryl becomes enraged uh, with Billy. In the attic, Billy finds a photo of a man named Chuck, whom Cheryl claims was one of his mother's old boyfriends. Billy has Julia stopped by the house to distract Cheryl so that he can investigate further. Uh, locked in a box upstairs, he finds his birth certificate indicating that Cheryl is actually his mother and that Chuck was his father. Meanwhile, downstairs, Cheryl strikes Julia in the head with a meat tenderizer and again drugs Billy with milk, rendering him unconscious. All right. So Billy was starting to like, OK, and I mean, not really. So, OK, my, my, my aunt's crazy. So he kind of started like. Like, all right, something's happening here. So that's why he wanted to do uh, some investigation himself. That's when he found the box of pictures and his birth certificate and everything and found out that Cheryl was his mom. And then her story was kind of like, well, you were, I was young and I gave you to my sister to raise you and Chuck is your dad and all of this. So he's kind of like, oh man, whatever. Uh, yeah, Cheryl was downstairs trying to distract or uh, Julia was downstairs trying to distract uh, Cheryl while Billy was upstairs doing what he was doing. But then she kind of snapped into it and then knocked out Julia and like drug her somewhere. Uh, then she, um, that's when she was dumping more in the milk and giving it to Billy. She would just like dump it in there and just basically here drink this and stick it in his face until he drank it. Uh, says Julia awakens in a secret room in the basement where she discovers Chuck's mummified corpse and his severed head in a jar 
of formaldehyde next to a makeshift shrine makeshift shrine yeah so um billy was was saying that cheryl was coming over or was coming over and where is she and she was like i don't know nobody came over so when julia wake where uh yeah julia wakes up she's like what the hell's going on she's in this in the basement thing and then she sees that head in the jar and then she sees the body and she's like oh my god and then she doesn't know who it is so but she's just like oh man it's just somebody dead so cheryl's noisy neighbors uh oh Cheryl's noisy neighbor, Margie, having grown suspicious, arrives shortly after to investigate the goings-on on the property and is followed into the woods behind the house by Cheryl, who stabs her to death with the machete. Um, yeah, her friend uh, would come over every now and then, um, especially when uh, Billy uh, first collapsed at the basketball game. She was just like, just coming over, just trying to be friendly, but she kind of, she was hearing things um that was going on in that house so she kind of was starting to put two and two together so but when she was over there she was talking to cheryl and then she was all right well i'm leaving and then she would go downstairs and was finding stuff out so that's when uh, cheryl realized that she was there so she kind of she went all right well i'll see you. i'm leaving so she left and they lived in this big house that basically had to walk through like a jungle to get to the to the street so Cheryl followed after her and just ran up behind her and just stabbed her uh, with a machete and she ended up going down. Um, okay, where am I? Okay, uh, Sergeant Cook then enters the house to search for Julia, who has been reported missing by her mother and also murdered by Cheryl after discovering Julia in the basement. Yeah, he goes over there. This is the the um, the nice. The nice guy cop. He goes over there to f- try to figure out um, more. I basically ask more questions and everything. And then it, Cheryl just it ends up just he ends up just. Uh, well, he he finds um, Julia and then she ends up just killing him. And then uh, I can't remember what else. Cheryl chases Julia out of the house and then both fall into a pond near the woods. There were Cheryl. Uh, again, knocks Julia unconscious. All right. Yeah. So when Julia got out, she kind of took off and Cheryl went running after her and they were out there fighting in the woods. And then uh, Cheryl just ended up knocking her out. All this time, Billy is still knocked out uh, with the, the drug, the, the milk drugs. Uh, Billy awakens in the attic with Cheryl has uh, abandoned his child, his, his, uh, put out all his childhood toys. And stumbles downstairs to call the police. While he's attempting to down 911, Cheryl attacks him with a knife and a violent struggle ensues, ending with Billy impaling her with a fireplace poker. Yeah, so she, his little uh, apartment up in the attic, she like put out all his old toys when he was a kid and everything. And by this end, she had fully snapped. So he was still kind of like woozy from it all. And then he ended up fighting her. And then he ends up. Uh, just stabbing her and impaling her with a with a fireplace poker. Billy calls Tom asking for help. Shortly after Carl, oh, that he called his coach. Uh, shortly after uh, Carlson arrives at the house, where he finds Tom treating Billy's stab wounds. He sees Cheryl's lifeless body on the floor. In a rage, Carlson blames Billy and Tom for the crimes and draws his gun on them. Despite Julia's Instant cries for Cheryl was responsible. Tom and Carlson get into a scuffle during the Billies. Is able to grab the gun, shooting Carlson multiple times. Uh, Carlson bleeds to death in the front living room and piano while Billy and Julia embrace both crying. 
And that was pretty much the end of the movie. It says, before the credits roll, a brief narrative explains that Billy stood trial for Carlson's death, but was unnamelessly acquitted due to temporary insanity. It also states that Billy and Julie are attending college together. Yeah. So that asshole cop comes and he was, he already had his mind made up on who, who was doing it. And he was just, just saying that these, those, uh, uh, his coach and his, his partner, the TV guy and Billy were in some love triangle. And, um, I can't, I know they were, they had mentioned why he had such a grudge against them. I don't know. I kind of figured that maybe he liked, uh, maybe he was in the closet and he liked uh, the coach and that, I don't know. That's what I was thinking, but I don't know. They didn't really go into anything, but yeah, he kind of gets into it. Uh, and then Billy ends up just killing him, uh, shooting him multiple times. And that was the end of him. So, but obviously we didn't see the, uh, the other police coming after all, uh, after the, the cop was dead, but yeah, it was, they did one of those little classic, uh, hug and then freeze, freeze frame. And then we get, uh, some little title stuff and everything. And that was the end of your movie. So, but, um, on the rewatch, it was, it was okay. Minus all the cutups, uh, on what was going on. I mean, I liked the story. I think if I read it, it would, it'd probably be better, but it was just, I mean, nothing against anybody that, that was acting in this film. Uh, Susan Tyrell, she's awesome in everything. And she did, uh, she was spooky and creepy. I mean, uh, I wouldn't call it a horror movie. It was more of just a dramatic thriller, in my opinion. So, but I mean, I'm not saying don't watch it. Don't watch the one on YouTube unless you just don't care them cutting out uh, a lot of the violence uh, and everything. But I mean, it, it was still a movie worth the watch. Would I watch it again? Maybe if it pops up on uh, streaming again somewhere and it's not cut up, uh, I'd probably sit through it again. But overall, I mean, check it out. Uh, if I'm selling that to you again, it came out. Uh, well, the original title, Butcher Baker, Nightmare Maker, came out in 81. But when they switched over to Night Warning is when I saw it in 1983. So I guess you learn something new every every day. But all right, everyone, that's going to be it. This episode uh, again, this is the first episode of East Society's 31 Days of Horror. We got 30 more days. Uh, of of <laughs> of shows and everything so got a few guests and then probably a lot of uh, just me but uh come back for tomorrow come back for more tomorrow night so until then party on